I mean, firstly, I would like to say that, you know, government and politics, I put those two separately because uh, people tend to bun bundle it all together. Hmm. Um, government, uh, as far as I understand it, uh, is, is an organ a suite of organizations hmm. who do everything from, you know, making sure the lights are on at the night. Schools are running, rubbish is all of that sort of mm. management, uh, and that's societal management, and that's that's one role. And another role is uh, how the policies are set and and what the direction is of that management, mm. which mm. is quite separate subject in some senses because mm. It's, mm. Uh, it's more ideological. But it's about governing society. Yeah, and and governance is a key word because um, you know how to govern. Uh, how things should be led, what kind of ideals are we looking for? That's a very deep and philosophical topic, mm. actually, and and it's very it's not it's not easy to to you know lead in that way. So uh, people expect a lot from the politicians, actually, and uh, mm. in most cases, uh, I think most people would agree that there's a lot of failure in that mm. in that field. Mm. Um, so um, basically, the government has to be have a mission statement and so on, but the values are based on very old, sometimes very ancient, sometimes out-of-date relationships. Perhaps, I, I think mostly out-of-date, yes, and most politicians are from a generation that is not current, uh, perhaps, and uh, it's a certain kind of person that goes into politics, mm. usually. Mm. Um, to to be very black and white about it, you could say that there's a classism about politics, and mm. most politicians are... And generational gap by massive number of years. Well, yeah, and, and both cause, uh, 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 let's call it, a dysfunctional relationship to the masses. And I think what's, what's really bizarre about politics is that a few people from a particular background and a mm. particular sort of... Um, who have a particular view on the world are mm. trying to make policies and decisions on the basis of their personal... Yeah, and even if they have the best intentions, they don't necessarily have the experience of being mm. a single mother mm. or, uh, you know, a homeless person. Or gone to an ordinary school. Right. So I mean, I believe half the cabinet in London is from Eton. Yeah. For instance. So the, uh, Eton's a particular kind of school as well, mm. and it's, you know, it's, it's to a certain... But once you get in there, you can get into politics quite, quite easily. Right, and, and that's another thing that people tend to forget, that it's, for a lot of people, it's just a job. And let's... Let's look at any organization and say, you know, how many people are there who are truly passionate, who are truly changing things and doing things for the right reasons? Mm. Probably a minority in every organization. Mm. Mm. How many stupid, ignorant, uh, I'm trying to reserve from <laughs> using bad words. Don't use bad words, all right. But how many people, you know, in every organization are just dull and bored and, you know, uninspired? So, you know, why not in politics as well? You're going to find yes. that same... Politics is a reflection of the rest of society. And it's just another industry, isn't it? So Yes, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't yes. be. There should be inspired people there who believe in things, who argue genuinely from their heart and mind and spirit. Right. What happens is people uh, who are uh, outside that, who are uh, inspired and who are, um, you know, uh, thinking hard about how things could mm. be better. Who feel for society. Yeah, those people uh, either, you know, it's very difficult for them to get into politics, actually. Mm. And, mm. and uh, politics as an industry, if you look at what you see on the TV, for example, it's designed mm. to put you off. The best way to get people uh, to just accept what you do is to make them completely uninvolved in it. You know? <laughs> so, uh, Disenfranchise them by boredom. Exactly. And I think if you look at politics on the TV, that's what it is, especially in England. If you look at the House of Lords, it's like, oh my God! They're waiting for the coffin to come. Yeah, like <laughs> you guys are trying to run our world. What? <laughs> it, well, we are lucky in Britain, you know. In India, unless you're 900 years old, you don't become anything. Mm. 
they all octogenarians what do they know about what india wants today and i mention india because india has the youngest most educated population in the world mm-hmm. for the volume of people and who do they get to rule them 80 year old 85 year old but it's not about people getting those people to rule it's more about who ends up in that position and, and how and why and how and why and how and, mm. and mostly people get voted in because they're playing a popularity contest yes yes and the reason is is because the system of politics is completely flawed because if you look at for example the concept of democracy mm. democracy says everybody should get an equal chance to mm. decide and collectively they will make a consensus which will then be the result absolutely, absolutely. which i believe in mm. but what we call democracy today as a governmental system that's not that what they're saying is we're going to get you to decide on who you want to make all your decisions as a country so it's kind of like saying you have to choose every four years which supermarket is going to provide all your food for the next but you can't years. have little corner shops or a home cottage industry that's industries. not a choice is it i mean so no, that's course, not democracy no so i mean i did a lot of work in that area and ultimately i concluded that the only form of democracy we have is the money we spend and you can decide which company you're going to drink the Mm. you know drinks from or mm. which one that's, that's the only if democracy you have that's which pub to get drunk democracy <laughs> yeah. that's right. really democracy so <laughs> strangely enough capitalism is a form of democracy um it's the only real decision making we have these days is where we spend our money but in communism uh, we talk about uh, the extreme authoritarianism we get a gentle form of it mm. we, the cost that they hit in communism is covered with a nice velvet glove here yeah but it's the same same thing but communism When people talk about communism they don't talk about um the ideal of it they talk about a particular you know Russian Chinese model version of it which isn't really communism no. it's it's a russian interpretation and chinese but well, that's true about religion that's true about any ism it starts from a great thinker mm. and then human meant well yeah who meant well absolutely and who was a visionary yeah and then we humans take it corrupt it and culture it Yeah. And completely take it the opposite direction. I don't need to know, uh, name names but people should know what I'm talking about. Well, well let's take a couple of uh, I mean what I what I discovered and people may have some uh, light to shed on this but I made some conclusions at some stage which kind of maybe are not entirely true but are worth saying that uh, communism as far as I understand it means that everybody should have an equal in the commune. Right. Yeah, it's like a community thinking, right? Yes. So for example So that notion is not bad at all. No, and actually democracy is a form of communism then therefore yes so what what rubbish are we talking you know <laughs> democracy is communism so <laughs> right yes. um well extremes of anything they meet you know a capitalism strangely enough is also a form of communism what yes. it means is that everybody has the right to do their own business and to you know if if for example there are two bread shops in a village and one of them is getting a lot of business huh. uh, that's because people choose to go to that yes, particular yes. Yes. Bread but but if there's only one the bread one. shop then then there's no choice, right? Then the footfall so, goes there. So then you have two bread shops, one of them does really well, one of them just shuts down because nobody goes there because the bread st- stinks, you know, for in, example. In, hmm. So, you know, that's capitalism and that on its own is a good concept. Yes, again, there's yes. nothing wrong yeah, with that. Yes, yes. Uh when people talk about capitalism today and how it's bad, uh, they don't necessarily I think mean capitalism itself. They mean how it's practiced today. I think they mean that yeah, there are massive corporations, yeah, and and massive corporations with too much power. Mm. Um because power corrupts, you know, it's it's sort of like uh, Hitler had too much power. Yes. Um maybe power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, when you give too much power greed comes along uh, corruption comes along because mm. it's like well there's too much at stake here yes. you know 
Um, if you look at the, the, it's slightly off topic from politics, but in a way it, it is political, but the, the industry of war, for example. Industry I, of war. I call it an industry yeah, because yeah. that's what it is. It's not about It's not about defense. It's always offense. Yeah, and it's very simple, actually. In, in government, you have a model where if you don't spend your entire budget one year, <laughs> then you get less the next year. So go and attack somebody. So, well, yeah, so your defense budget, uh, which in the U.S. is, I think, something like 50%, which is really it's it's ridiculous 50% of the G so. GDP of America. I think so something US. ridiculously high like mm. that yeah it's, it's maybe even more it might be 60% when they, they don't have any enemies who are imminently killing them there off is, there is no need for defense at the US at the moment uh, because they're so busy offensively attacking irritating people that Pearl Harbor happens September 9/11 happens yeah, but 9/11 is you know I'm not don't get me wrong I feel bad for the families and the people who died in that uh, you know but how many people died like 3000 and I think about probably 3,000 people die a day or a week, I'm not sure what the statistic is, based on American attack. American, not defense, but attack. They go and bomb a different country every year. And can I add medically that more than 3,000 people die of drug side effects? Mm. But I this mean, was a very dramatic issue. Whoever did it, I'm not even sure. It was a psychological operation. Again, mm. I mean, let's... That's again, I'm mm. going to cover that in the end, but these issues are, are you know, back to politics, it's kind of... It's based on uh, people looking at someone like Obama and mm. saying, why is he uh, going to war? Or, or, you know, Bush. To keep himself whatever. in power. But it's not even about that. It's, what is, it's what more that the, uh, the industry of weapons... Mm. Uh, needs something to do. They need someone to bomb. Like the volcano needs to explode. Well, they're an industry, and like every industry, they need to have a product cycle, right? Mm. So they have a whole <laughs> range... No, but let's, let's It's break like drugs, it exactly. Let's break it down. Uh, we have a new uh, series of missiles... If we don't have a customer for those missiles, then all our What's research the point is of wasted, making it? right? Yes. So, and we are researching them. So we need to have a market, just like any company. And, and weapons manufacturers, although their product is, is dangerous and maybe morally incorrect, uh, it's just like any other industry. They, they, they hire researchers, they hire yeah, yeah. technologists. And the best hire, researchers. Yeah. And so, you know, what they're doing, like any organization, is, uh, you know, um, they're running a, a corporation and, and a military based corporation is, is still a corporation, mm -hmm. still a company, mm -hmm. and they have product cycles and they need to sell their product and they need to have new products. So if there's not a war going on somewhere in the world that's using their product, What's they're going to go out of business, mm -hmm. right? So it's very, very easy to incite war when you're talking about having, you know... Uh, An industry that jobs. needs war. Yeah, and it's, yeah, that's their, that's their industry. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, imagine any industry, you know, like you need to make sure there's a need for it. And, and Imagine if everyone in UK did yoga and the drug industry just collapsed. It's happening in India. But they don't know. want that. I mean, of it's course, happening in India. It's the same with everything. If you look at energy, if you look at weaponry, mm. if you look at you know drugs, if you look at uh, media, mm. uh, fashion, you know computers. Mm. Every industry out there needs you to need them. Otherwise, mm. they're otherwise they go out of business. Absolutely. So, but that that's then then they act in a survival way, uh, which like any. Organi organization or organism. Organism or organization, that's a good one. They're both part of the same. Mm. Organisms without minds act very primal. Uh, like most organisms on the planet are like that. Like fight or flight kind of behavior. Well, yeah, eat or be eaten. Yes, Simple yes, as that. yes, so yes, yes. Caveman. You, you have two jobs, to avoid mm. being eaten and to eat. Or, or starve to death. Yeah, Yeah. So, th so that's what organisms do universally. And that's what bacteria do and viruses right. do. Right. So, mm. so organizations, organisms are, are this. And if you look at uh, my, my personal metaphor for this is that these large, large organizations mm -hmm. are dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. And dinosaurs require a lot of 
you know, <laughs> food, for example. Yeah, mm. they, they accidentally crush mammals when they walk around. Yeah, they don't, yeah. they don't have concern matter. about lesser beings. Mm. And so what we've done is create organizations that are dinosauric, which behave in ways that... That are harmful to the purpose for which they were set up. Uh, perhaps, or, or which are just harmful to... to just just harmful, full stop. Yeah. Perhaps, um, you know, like, for example, the war... Or, or the drugs companies. No, uh, I, I keep thinking of drug companies exactly. Yeah, drug the companies, same way. war companies uh, are two very good examples mm. of large dinosaurs. Food industry. Yeah, the food industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of Not all of it, but a lot of it is about making people fat. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, they, they're trying to uh, expand their business, they're trying to find new ways of. But the point is that we've created um, dinosaurs, and let's say it like this. Uh, there's only a certain way that a, like a massive, massive dinosaur can live, and that is to consume a lot. And, mm. and so its, it's, it's efficiency level is very low, um, and it's depending on a whole chain of events and a chain of species underneath it. And if, they, if any one of those falls through, it will die out. By chain, you also mean food chain. Food chain. Mm. Well, in, in, in nature, it is the food yes, chain. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, but then to bring it back to politics anyway, because that, that discussion we can carry on with the corporate uh, discussion How corporate uh, structures on. are there? Money mm. and corporations are there for a later discussion. But mm. bringing back to government, mm. uh, government became an industry, and it's a it's a very powerful industry actually. Mm. Uh, it's a very large industry, so uh, it, it's also to do with employment. They employ a lot of people. Um, now, one of the things I found uh, abstract about their logic, um, when you look at it from the outside, is well. Um, for example, if an economy isn't doing so well, mm. uh, and they measure economy based on unemployment, by the way, which I find really ridiculous. So mm. um, they look at a city and they say, okay, or a region, and they say, okay, unemployment is 36%. How can we get it down? Mm. Right. So to do that, they invest public money into creating jobs. Which have no purpose. Which most of the time have no purpose. Yeah, exactly. They're just so paper pushing from one pile to another. Right. So putting money into creating false jobs to make the economy look better by having less unemployment mm. is actually the wrong thing to do because you're you're actually wasting money on false jobs, mm. which, you know, they, that doesn't help anyone. No. And it actually makes the economy worse, not better. So, mm. um, you know, there so are it's a self-perpetuating and, in fact, self-defeating exercise. Because the logic is flawed at the mm. beginning. And, mm. and, like, for example, when I mentioned things like democracy as a form of communism, it's also to point out, like, look, all this logic is, is rubbish. It's, it's, you know, one of the things I never understood, and I asked people to explain it, and I still don't understand it, is the left-right paradigm of, of politics. What, do, what are people talking about when they say left-wing and right-wing? There There's only, no corpus callosum. Are there only two forms Wings. of government? And yeah. one is socialism, and one is anti-socialism. Yeah, that's it. But that's what? the only possible dimension so you can have. So let's ask another basic question. Mm. How can you have a government that is not socialist? Any government. Socialism is looking after society. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the, the function of a government is to look after society. So any government that talks about socialism being a bad thing, mm. what the hell would you want them in power for? Mm. You know, that's mm. counterintuitive to what yes. a government actually is supposed to do. Mm. So, you know, these kind of questions aren't usually answered. Mm. But usually when I mention it, people are like, oh, yeah, I never thought of that. But it's mm. kind of like, well, come on, people. I mean... How can you all sit back and watch the government be bribed so that your kids get injections that may or may not be safe and there's no drug testing mm. and Monsanto corporations? Yeah, yeah, and doctors seeing drug reps living. and going to Switzerland on so all of these issues and have getting food. Issues, mm. You know, people mm. talk about oh, they're they're spraying aluminium in the in the sky so that the crops die out unless they use Monsanto's aluminium resistant crops, for example. Mm. With, uh, mm. Why why are aluminium resistant crops, crops even necessary? Resistant? Mm. Mm. Why do we even have those? Because we've created aluminium to kill them. <laughs> exactly. So, so there's one one thing that you know, and, and it's the governments and you know who are who are 
the ones who are supposed to protect us from that. Mm. So, so have the government you know, become like a feckless parent, not bothered? Well, let's say it like this. If you take it down to a family model. Exactly what I was thinking. You've got 10, you've got 10 kids, right? Um, and there's two and parents. And different departments. There's two parents. Okay. Um, they're the government. So okay. One okay. of them, the dad, is responsible for the lights, the rent, the water. Mm -hmm. So that's the council. That's the government. Right. The mother is more about the policy. Like, like education, philosophy. Mm. Why do we do certain things? What is recreation the of the family? Mm. You know, mm. yeah. Um, the yin and yang, you can say. You could say it like that. So government and policy. I mean, they're, they're not really yin and yang, but yeah, well, they are. They're, they're like two halves of the same coin. So, mm. but then if you imagine, like, okay, the, the the kids. Now we're the kids. We're the children that we're then relying on our parents to take to care of us, lead us, to look after us, us, help us, etc. But the dad takes bribes, and the mom <laughs> takes bribes. <laughs> Okay. So, and then the people, those companies are saying to the parents, look, if you, if you let us harm the children, children yes. then we'll pay you money. Yes. And now, actually, it's a, it's, it's a funny example because that does actually happen in the mm. real world. Uh, there mm. are very poor families who uh, get paid lots of money so that their child can be put into slavery, for example. And that's, in effect, something that when you hear that, you're like, that's horrifying. It's shocking. You can't be. How can you Certainly think like not, that? people say. Well, of course, of course, mm. I, I agree with them. It's it's horrendous, but actually, to some extent, you know, with this metaphor, you have a, a government that is doing that to us. Well, the Ritalin story. I'm sure there are one or two percent of kids who, who the only way to help is with Ritalin. Mm. But do you really believe the Ritalin is the answer? I mean, to children who are uh, bored in class and their parents and are stupid no, and their teachers are stupid. But then who's really at fault? And this is interesting because, again, when we talk about democracy, mm. the only real democracy is the money you spend. So for me, Which pub you what I'm proposing is that mm. capitalism is the only real form of democracy. Mm. And interestingly enough, uh, when Ritalin is allowed into schools or mm. whatever, that these kind of standardized tests that are designed to get kids mm. onto Ritalin, mm. uh, the reason that those things come about is all about money. It's just it's about just cash flow. purely about money. The parents, I know as a doctor, that parents would rather have the child to be labeled so they get this benefit, that benefit, that benefit, that benefit, that benefit, mm. than actually learn and grow. And perhaps the child also, because they don't want to do homework. But this is child labor. This is a sweatshop. Right. Never mind Thailand and India. It's happening here with Ritalin. So, so this is an example of where uh, government potentially falls down because the, you would imagine that those the, the parental aspect of mm. the government because you know we're the, the pastoral children, care yeah they, they should be looking out for our interests but they're not necessarily mm. and that's again back to this sort of model of the family where uh, do we really rely on our parents to make the right decisions and why and what and actually these days it's, it's the same with society as it is with children as I've spoken about on the computer uh, on the education topic is that mm. usually the kids are actually way more intelligent in many ways than mm. the parents Mm. And um, perhaps society has also become more aware of policies and governmental aspects that they ever were before. So perhaps we're reaching closer to a time when the people are actually ready to govern themselves and mm. to govern the country their way. Mm -hmm. um, five years ago, I went to the U.S. to meet with a guy who actually came up with uh, quite a good solution for that. I helped him in some ways as a consultant. He asked me to be his European representative. Like some lake place he lived yeah, in? Yeah, well, it was in Nevada. It was a lake, Nevada. Yeah, lake Tahoe. The guy was doing a project called America Vote Direct, and basically the concept... Well, so sorry, America Vote Direct. It was called Nevada Vote Direct, and mm -hmm. I helped him to develop it into America, America Vote, Vote Direct, Direct yeah. uh, which was the, the same concept he was trying to apply mm. at, at a national level. 
uh, and that was based on the idea that people decide everything. So every mm -hmm. decision he has to make as a politician, he gives mm -hmm. over and says, look, whatever you decide, I will represent. Mm -hmm. And that's actually what politicians were and were supposed to be in the first place. But somewhere along the line, it got distorted. Um, and so, you know, we could go further into that topic of what happens when people yes. themselves try to yes, run it's the worth quite a detailed discussion because if I go to the council, which Sajawal Khan has taken me once, people actually vote, but these people are representatives of us. But I don't trust my politician to know everything about everything. I mean, that's... You can't trust anyone to know. Yeah, I mean, whether my street should have lights on the left side or the right side. He's living in some other ward. Yeah. He's not bothered. There's some level of, you know... If you look at the council, they do things like uh, trash and, and, and roads. And, mm. and, you know, those people generally are quite well educated and they know generally what they're doing. Mm. Mm. And we only see things when they go wrong. That's also yes, something yes, that we yes, tend yes, to forget. Yes. So you know, remember the bad things. Why did you do that junction that way? And then mm. everybody thinks they know how to do politics better than the, mm. you know. But it's the same with football. Everybody thinks they're a better football manager <laughs> than the, the actual than football the manager. Them. But yeah. that person knows way more about it of usually, course. Of course. and has a better perspective on it. People need... Uh, to be aware, and how do you get people aware of anything? You education. get them involved, yeah, mm. yeah, and, and, and back to education. Mm. Yeah, and feedback way, and questionnaires. The best way to learn something is to mm. try and do it. Mm. Make a mistake, yeah. a small one. But if you're not actually trying to do something, you're not really learning, you're kind of passively... Because if you're not learning all the time, why are you alive? Well, learned is, is sort of basically saying you know a lot, but knowing stuff doesn't help us anymore. It's like, what do you think about it? What are you mm. going to do with it? What are you going to create mm. from that? You're listening to Praz in his talk number two, week one. We're discussing government and politics. Praz, you were saying about, what's the name of the gentleman you were talking about? Uh, Daniel Rosen. Uh -huh. Tell me a bit more about what you experienced then. Well, he was running a project where he started out by saying, we're mad as hell. And his political... His project is called We Are Mad As Hell. No, the project was called Nevada Vote Direct, but his main quote was uh, we eliminating are corruption. Okay. Basically. And what he said was, uh, there's no point in bribing me because whatever you decide, I will do. Okay. So, for example, as a, he was running for Congress, and imagine a congressman has 20 decisions he has to vote for a week or something like that. 20 decisions so, per week. For example, I mean, mm. I don't know how many. Mm. But each of these 20 decisions, for example, he would put on the website, everybody would vote on them themselves, and then whatever they said, he would just represent them. In, so in Nevada, for very simple things, he would just get actual people to well, vote. He would be then, in, in theory, he would have been the congressman for Nevada, and in the in the Congress, when they have the individual Discussion. congressman voting... He would actually have percentages and... They have votes in there, yes, yes, from the yes, Congress people. Yes, and yes. Uh, normally the congressman will vote what their sponsor is telling them to vote. You know? Hmm. Because they're paid, so, they're so pay in, they're instead of him thinking he knows the answer, he's actually t uh, actually no, no, collecting. It's not that, uh, instead of him being bribed by a corporation <laughs> okay. to decide something that they've told him, he's actually going to the people. He's saying, "I'm going to just say whatever you guys tell me to say." Yes, which is actually representative of the people. That's the, the meaning point. of democracy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So he was actually saying, "A, we're mad as hell. B, uh, there's no point in bribing me because I'm actually doing." What, what the public be, wants. What yes. I'm supposed to be doing. That's, that's the it's called Vox Populi, the voice of the people. That was exactly what he called his company, actually, Vox Populi wow. Systems. He never told and me that. He developed mm. uh, a software for it. And, oh. you know, he had it ready, 
then I came along and I helped him to develop it into America Vote Direct. I was uh, expanding on it and saying, mm. look, you know, why not do it as a national thing mm. where every person, anyone in any state can mm. become a representative of the people. Mm. Mm. Um, and it was soon after that that he actually died mm. in his sleep. Mm. So the conspiracy theorists out there can have a... Have a good field day on that. Because, frankly, if somebody's going to go out there and do that, they're going to get killed in their sleep. You know? Yes. Um, but after he died, I went and took his work and uh, anyway like I always do I carried on developing it in my head and took it further and I thought okay let's develop a political party which is based on the same model uh -huh. so every representative in that political party is uh, only a real person because they legally have to be yes but their decisions are based on what the people are deciding yes yes so it's do. back to the drawing board saying it's yeah. a, it's a de democracy so there's a demos the demography votes right Yes. It's ruled by the, the demographics, not by one individual. Right. And for four years, I stuck with a guy, whether he's nuts, whether he's busy, whether he takes bribes, you can't do very much. Yeah. And you, you can say whatever you want to get into power in the first place and then do whatever and you want. And then do whatever you want after you. I mean, and, I'm, and that's not... That's what happens in New Delhi all the time. Right. Yes. So what I did was I developed, uh, I called it the Open Party. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, every representative in that party is legally a real person, but... Mm -hmm say the health minister, mm. every decision you have to make as the health minister goes onto the website, people look at it, they can decide what they want, and then they poll, and then uh, when you come to actually make the decision, you could you just represent what they say. What a simple and fantastic idea. It works. So, for example, out there right now, if I start holding meetings and there are people listening to this thinking, I want to attend and I want to make that mm. open party happen, mm. and they say to me, come on, let's do this, mm. then I'll do it. Yes. But at this so point, you need enough uh, demographics if people to support want, you. I'll, uh, I've got the logic systems to yes. do it. And I you've got the computer systems. Yeah, I know how to build it. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. it's, it's like this. I, I've designed... Well, this is in general what I do is I design rocket ships and I've got the blueprints for rocket ships mm. uh, of all kinds of crazy machines that will do all kinds right, of crazy right, stuff. Right. You want to fix society? I can tell you how to do it. Mm. At least in prototype form. I can yes, show yes, you, yes. Because yes, yes. obviously... You can know, do a pilot, you can do an yeah, early version. I can tell you how to solve mm. any problem in society, basically, mm. because that's mm. what my work has been about. Mm. And the solution doesn't come from one person's theoretical model. No, no, no. That's just the beginning. But mm. we have those. It's a holistic model. model. Yeah, I have many holistic models. An experiential models. model yeah. of yours, personal. Yeah. And I've gone out and actually talked to real people in real mm -hmm. industries. Real in very high-level places. Very, very high-level, yeah. Mm. I've talked to national military strategists who do um, things like uh, information warfare. Information warfare. He was the leading security researcher at Bell Labs, which is probably oh, one of the most advanced labs Bell, in the world. Come on. It's like everybody should know yeah. that. Mm. Um, Bell Labs is, uh, is super high-end, and he was the senior security guy there, right? Mm -hmm. so that's really for, for Bell Labs. For Bell Labs. So that's super high-end, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He was hired uh, by the government of Canada, because that's where Can uh, Bell Labs is based, to design the information warfare strategy for the nation of Canada. Mm. Now, information warfare is... Um, probably the most advanced level of warfare there is. You need to understand how all the technology works, but you also need to understand how the social dynamics work. Yes. So he was at a conference giving a presentation that I was also at the conference just as a visitor, mm -hmm. and he was giving a presentation about the nature of uh, different kinds of information within an organization, right. which was really close to my work, and he's the yes. only person I've ever seen talking at the level that I talk about, mm -hmm. and I was kind of sitting So you there felt very good that there's a... like, wow, you know, this is the world kind, Kindred guy. spirit here. Yeah, and I went to him, and I was like, oh, can I come and talk to you at some point, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, sure. 
So then later he saw me talking to some of his friends and sort of he was hearing back about me because people tend to get excited mm. when I talk to them, even mm. at that, especially at that level, actually, mm. um, because I'm t saying things they, they've never heard before. Mm. Um, and then so he came to me at one point when the time was right and we spent half an hour. Uh, I spent half an hour answering his questions, which he had a lot of, and very pointed questions, very s uh, special and clever, mm. intelligent questions, mm. which mm. I managed to answer all, the, all through. So at the end of that, I was like, wow, I've really, because he said, wow, um, you've really thought of everything, now you just need to do it. And I'm like, okay, cool, wonderful, because I've thought of everything, and he's satisfied with that. But then doing it, it's a completely different challenge. Yes. I mean, like, it's a, a different ballgame. It's a totally different ballgame. I mean, you know. Um, I mean, an inventor and a manufacturer are different people. Exactly. And so I'm kind of... You're the inventor. Wanna, I don't want to compare myself to Einstein, but... No, no, but no. you're certainly an inventor. Well, let's give you this example, because mm. Einstein developed the concept for E equals MC squared, but mm. somebody else proved it. Mm. You know how they proved it? By seeing if they could see a star that was actually behind the sun, and based on the gravitational bending of, of the, the mass light. of the sun, mm. it bent the light around the sun, and that's mm. how somebody proved that relativity actually mm. was true. Mm. Mm. And, um, you know, Einstein didn't come up with that he didn't prove And the poor it, guy so. didn't even make the atomic bomb. No, and people still uh, uh, attribute him to uh, that. He created a poor fellow, he just thought. He didn't even think it. It was he, a guy he certainly Feynman. not thought it was, no, no, he it was, was two people, I forget mm. the other guy. It was a Feynman, I think it was Feynman and another guy. It was two guys, I forget their names, mm. sorry. I don't uh, want to, uh, I don't remember. We can look it up, but whatever. Mm. I, I, I don't need that information to make the point. Mm. Um, the point is that th those two came up with the concept of... Is uh, it Fermi, F-E-R-M-I? You're right, actually, mm. it was. It was Fermi mm. and another guy. We'll look Chigli up Kugli. or something like that. Anyway, mm. he was an Italian. And then those two came up with it, and they wrote to Einstein saying, you know what, we've discovered something, and it's really, really important that we look into this because a bomb could be made out of this. Mm. It was fission that they developed uh, <laughs> themselves. It wasn't Einstein who developed that concept. It was them. <laughs> and they realized the possibility of having a chain reaction that could be a bomb. So then Einstein, on their behalf, wrote to was it Truman at the time. Mm, Truman. And he said to them, look, you need to pay attention to this. And that's where the whole Manhattan Project came from. Mm. So Einstein was not responsible for any of that. No, no, he no. felt responsibility because he made that. He initial, started the, the seed. And because he was the popular scientist at the time. He was and well known. Person to do mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, back to the, the, the whole concept of, you know, this whole thing. So I, I strategized at the level where those people were happy with it, at yes. the top level. Yes. Um, I also managed to speak to people at security agencies such as the FBI and ask them questions like... You've spoken to the FBI? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy was the manager of the Internet Security Department. Uh, so he's working with a bunch of really, really bright computer kids yes. who are trying to keep the on The best top in the land. The best in, in the land, yeah. He's trying to, they're trying to keep ahead of the, the, the hackers. The hackers, yeah, exactly. And the terrorists and the this and yeah, the that. Yeah, people who are going to commit crime using the internet. Mm. Um, and so, actually, he was a very nice and very humble guy. Um, and I, one of the questions I asked him was, you know, if I come, up, come out with this stuff, it's going to be a threat to other bodies, right? There are going to be people out there who are going to be threatened by this. And he mm. said, well, the way you're doing it, it's, it's very difficult for them to do anything about it. It's kind of like Linux, you know, Microsoft. Yes. If anybody doesn't know, Linux is an open source operating system. Uh, tell us what is an open source. Open source means that everybody can share in the, in, in the development. In everything. Mm. They can take the, the material that causes the, the So it's not a hidden program. code and it's yeah, not. Everything is open. open. So everybody can. So the bonnet is open in the car and everybody can see transparency. And everybody can do what they want with and, it and build yes, something. And add and subtract. And so actually. Linux is based on Unix, which was already open and open source. And I've mm. met some of the people from the open group who own the license to Unix, really? by the way. Yeah. 
Because Unix is the original thing. Unix yeah. is actually already open and open source. So but it's the original computing system. It's one of them, yeah. I think very early. Very early, yeah. And, and uh, it's, it predates um, Windows, for example. <laughs> of course. Um, <laughs> Windows is very recent. Relatively. Yeah. Um, Unix is uh, actually the basis for OS X as well. Finally, um, you know, it's a different discussion, but mm. Apple finally the took two on met. Unix, and, and, and yeah. thankfully, because uh, before what they had was rubbish. Um, and then, so the point is that Linux is an evolution of Unix. It's almost like a socialistic version where mm -hmm. it was already open, but some guy, well, actually Linus Torvalds he's called, made Linux uh, popular somehow. Mm -hmm. uh, Took it to you, the public. You can go out there and, and find out if you want. Mm -hmm. uh, call, uh, Google for the origins of Linux or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so, but the point is that he then said, let's do it. And everybody said, okay. And now it's competitive to... Microsoft. Mm. Now, Microsoft as a company would love to shut it down, but they can't because it's been done with open arms. Yes. So, like, for example... Because nobody's it, trying to hide the information from Microsoft right. where they can hack it and get in. So it's an example it's open. Of, How of can the, you steal? the power of the community when you are open mm. is very difficult it's to fast. quell that. Yes. So, like, Gandhi's another example socially. Mm. You know, he, he went and just represented what was right and people agreed for the with common it. man yeah so no matter how much beating took place no matter how much military rule we're talking you know we're talking military rule so it's an ex it's a good example for us to remember nowadays when we're living in a world where we have sort of secret military rule going on and it's it's very you know hush hush and very uh, yes. cleverly done so we don't realize it's going on but if you want to do something about it uh the let's best, do it openly you have to do it open and you have to do it positive yeah. you know? mm. because this is the story of warriors and wizards and sorcerers and, and soldiers. And Harry Potter. And, and, yeah. Mm. So, and Ramayan. So if you go out there with a little stick with a bright white light on it, mm. you will win eventually. <laughs> they've got dragons, they've got fire, they've got you know, all mm. kinds of evil stuff. Mm. But if you go out there with a positive light, then the you darkness, will never The darkness disappears. It will, it will. And, and so, you know, in, in terms of politics, what you see today is that a lot of people are pissed off with it. Mm. Uh, but they don't do anything about it. They, they just crumble complain. and yeah. get peptic ulcer, heart right. attacks, and so. Uh, and and you know, I don't blame them because not everybody's a military level strategist. Now, mm. you could say that I could hold my own at a military level, mm. but I'm not working for the military. I could be. I could be earning a lot of money, but mm. I'm putting my mind into the uh, support of the community, and I ended up with military level strategies mm. of how to come with a better system that uh, you know involves everybody. I was inspired by Linux, I was inspired by So this is, this is what um, people talk about, you having these uh, metaphors from computing to society, to politics, to education, to computing. Well, what happened is I grew up playing games uh, and also believing that nobody could limit me, which is... Know, which, is the, which is the biggest thing any human can have. I think so. It's one of the first lessons everybody well, should know. Well, you're an individual soul. How can anyone limit you? But yeah, well, you're only limited by your belief that you're limited. Yes, whether right? you think you can do it or you can't do it, you're right. Yeah, so you can vote for a new political system packaged as a political pie. That's, mm. that's the ultimate solution I came up with. Mm. Now, it's not as simple as let the people control because the people, frankly, aren't necessarily able Equipped, control. informed, it's kind of like, inspired. It's like saying to your children in this mm. family model, the mm. parents say to the 10 kids, okay, guys, you're going to run the bank, the books, you're going to run the house, you're going to drive the car. The kids are not ready for that. Now, let's be frank, society is not ready to run itself today. Mm. But what you'll find is as soon as you give people the opportunity to do so, they'll pick it up extremely, extremely quickly. quickly and extremely. grow to measure the, sh the shoes they are fitting in. Right. So that's one thing. That Their little feet will grow. That's one thing to keep in mind. That it's, I believe that too. Like if you 
give the kid the opportunity to try something out for itself, it will learn how to do it. Mm. Maybe not at first, but it will learn. So it'll fall, it'll graze its knees, but it'll grow. Exactly. So but you, otherwise you keep it housebound, it'll grow weak. So that's one of the conditions also that's interesting here. If you have a new political party that says, okay, the, the people decide everything, they're going to have some disastrous results in the of beginning. Course. So you, you don't I want that. I mean, they're that. human, for God's sake. Yeah, but you don't want that. You need to find mm. a way. So that's why I was saying, you know, start with a political party. Mm. The political party itself, although it's the open mechanism, it still uses political advisory. It's still, you know, it's, it's about transition. It's not about changing everything. Well, it's like giving India uh, immediate freedom and 940,000 people are killed. Yeah. Yeah, for example. Because it was just an immediate and sudden. Disasters like that. Whereas right? in Iraq, the British stayed and sort of they're molding them. It's about a transitional yes, process, yes. right? So and this, the transition this, is extremely important. This open party is about transition okay. to a new political system. Okay.